Hey listeners, welcome. This is Julie Brown. Welcome to another episode of Happy Hamstrings. So this is our first episode of September. So I can't even believe <laughs> this is two years now in the running for my podcast. I started it in September and 2019 when I started my first yoga training. Now I'm officially a 500 hour certified teacher. It's all gone through. It's all done. I'm official and I'm designated 500 hour teacher. So if you've been listening to me all this time for two years, I guess congratulations. (laughs) Or maybe some of you are just catching up later. I don't know when you're listening to this. This is a great way to document my progress as I'm going through and dealing with all the things that has um, integrity and dealing with being a teacher, fitness teacher. This morning I coach spinning and that began at 6 a.m. Right now it is about 7.44 a.m. I'm in Alabama so I'm on central time and I've been up since about three o'clock this morning. No reason for it. I just woke up Sometimes I just wake up on my own. It was about 2.30 or 3 o'clock. And I think (laughs) the reason that it happens is when I'm worried, I'll oversleep. Like, I'm nervous. I'm going to go back to sleep. And for some reason, I won't hear my alarm. Or I don't know why. I'll think for some reason, like, my alarm might not work. I've had one time since I've worked here at this place that I'm working at. um, There's only been one time when I overslept. And I don't remember if it's just that I didn't hear the alarm. I don't remember if I forgot to set the alarm. All I know is there was, um, there was one time I overslept. And by the time I woke up, I mean, class time was over. I guess I'm just mortified that that will happen again. (laughs) So, um, I realize that's kind of like funny because I have to be in tip top physical condition. And for a moment, about 3.30, I had this thought process like, if you don't go back to sleep, you'll never have a successful spinning class. And then I almost laughed at myself like, that's not true. That's false. Like, now I'm giving myself preconceived notions of failure that hasn't even happened yet. So I didn't go back to sleep because I couldn't. I'm just not getting home, actually. And It was actually probably the best spinning class I've ever taught. Maybe I should always just get up really early. I mean, it wasn't a lack of sleep, but for some reason I even forgot to put on my clip-on shoes. I've got those special shoes that clip onto the pedals, and that's to save my feet. But strangely, nothing bothered me. It didn't bother me that I was like, oops, oh well, I forgot to get my spinning shoes and clip them on. They were out still in the car. Um, people showed up late to be fitted. That didn't bother me. Um, I I got up off the bike during class and went and got people sweat towels. Like it didn't bother me to do that. Um, like nothing bothered me this morning the way that usually things get me in a, like, I wouldn't say bothered, but like I get kind of frazzled or scatterbrained. Like I let things distract me and I'm a little more evened out lately. I don't even know how to explain that. I don't, It's not like I've been doing tons of yoga. I've been doing the yoga on the schedule and I've been studying and making sure I make my time to study. Also, I'm designing a beginner's series for yoga that's coming up very soon. I'll talk about that more later. So all throughout the semester, I've been um, back in the saddle 
when I started coaching spinning, I was like, oh, I'll just do, you know, I would design the ride the way I was taught in my training. But no matter how long that your master teacher has been teaching, there's nothing they can do to prepare you for like the real world except for the real world. So when we first started back and I first started back to spinning, I had that long break. Um, I let it expire, not just because pandemic, because I wasn't getting any classes. They were giving literally everybody a class except me. So I was like, well, why would I want to pay the like $300 fee if I'm never going to get a class? It just didn't make sense. So I just let it expire. I've said this many times on my podcast. If ever there was a time to be uh, with a lapse, 2020 was it because that's something you couldn't Zoom, obviously. The spinning classes just didn't even happen last year anyway. So it turned out that all my stress and worry, and I even talked on the podcast in the earlier episodes, like, I don't know what I should do. Like, it's to me, it's so valuable. You know, I don't like to let things lapse because once you let it lapse, now you have the problem that, like, um, you can't just, like, pay once and you're done. You have to continue your education and you have to pay... Um, for the education credits, like that's not free. So I don't know. I, I talked on the earlier parts of the podcast, like in the 2019, I was like, I don't really want to let it lapse. But like, I guess, you know, my husband told me business wise, it wasn't a wise decision to pay to renew when I wasn't getting the money back for it. So now I'm making the money back. But I, it's like I told someone, it's not like I just do it just for the money. Um, this is the only job I have right now. Um, so yeah, I mean, I need to make money back. (laughs) I have to value my time or no one else will. Um, back to the point of what I was getting to see, I don't even have to be broadcasting to be distracted with comments. I've got my own comments in my head. My own commentary distracts me. I went back to the profile rides written by, um, Master spin coaches submitted some, you know, pre-designed, pre-written rides with the music and everything. And that's what I've been using. Like, except for maybe one or two rides, I was saying, okay, this is where we do the seated flat. This is where we do the seated climb. This is, you know, this is where we do the standing climb. There's all these different positions that you take your class through. I've coached spinning for years, and so this morning I was like, why am I, like, why do I keep going back to this paperwork and to the pre-programmed, already designed rods? Like, I need to just go by, like, I need to just go by my gut and connect with my class and try not to talk too much. Like, when I self-study and look at what I do, I say, like, maybe some cues that are unnecessary, or maybe I'm just thinking out loud too much. Like, you can say something funny in class, but, like, that's unnecessary. It's better to just give them their time by being quiet sometimes. So, motivating without just saying, good, great, excellent, good job. Um, it's nice to say things like that. Like, when I did say, like, you're all doing a great job, but you already know that. It's just filler, right? Like, it's unnecessary filler for me to just stand up and motivate them by just going, great, good, good. I'm not a cheerleader. I'm a coach. It's two different things. Similar things. However, um, me just telling them they're doing good is, that's just like filler. (laughs) That's not the, the meat of it. 
So I try to give the necessary cues, the RPM, keep your foot flat throughout the entire revolution. Um, and a couple of people who have already been coming to my rides, when I did my own, like I, I'll just say I was winging it by connecting to the class. They were like, that was so much harder. Like what you did today, like they're saying, as opposed to the master spin rides that I had pre-printed out, um, that I got as part of my membership in 2015, <laughs> they were like, your ride today was like so much harder. And I'm like, really? You think so? Like, was it really harder than the ones written by the master coaches? And then I realized like, I don't really need to go buy some piece of paper. Like all I need is to trust my instincts and have the confidence. Um, be, be chill. Like don't be bothered by things. Number one. Uh, just do my thing. And I was watching the class and I was connecting to the class and trying to add challenge and recovery in interval style. So, you know, give them like between 30 seconds to a minute or sometimes a minute and a half to recover. And then, you know, based on their reaction, because people's body language say a lot when I feel like they're ready, then try to take them to the next level. Instead of just being like, okay, this piece of paper says this whole song is this movement. It was just the best ride ever. I'm not trying to brag on myself, but I feel so much better um, after I ride. I don't even have my own bike. I'm, I wish I did. But when you get onto that cycling bike, and I even told some of the ones who were new, I'm like, these bikes are like $1,500 for a reason. Like, these are really good bikes they're really nice bikes and you should never have knee pain like it should never hurt your knee ever uh, I said y'all are all young so you don't have bone on bone things happening in your knee this should always like always feel good in your knee and one of them who was new he said at first it seemed to be a little like um like at first the saddle didn't seem right but then after he rode for a few revolutions, like turning the pedal, um, you start to get used to it. And then you're like, oh, yeah, this is okay. And I told him, yeah, when I started spinning and they put me on to the appropriate saddle position. Yeah, at first I was like, they've put my saddle way too high. But it's just your knee has to be at a very specific angle. And part of the pressure of being a spin coach is you may have to check the knee angle on like a whole classroom of people all at once and they all may arrive on time and you can't exactly fit 10 people onto the bike with the saddle um like you can't do that in one minute per person it takes a couple of minutes even if you're fast and I think the thing is my my cues have to be very precise and when the next person is listening then they know what's coming because I always give the same cues <laughs> like to fit you to your bike. I'm going to always say, okay, I'm going to check your hip. And, um, the second person I came up to, I said, this is going to go a lot faster if you just listen. Cause I've noticed that's the thing is if they're listening to me when I'm giving them the cues, like when I say, take your pedal to the bottom to six o'clock and they're just not listening, <laughs> like they're on their phone or that didn't happen today. I just say, hey, if you'll pay attention, this will happen a lot faster. And boom, boom, boom. I fit them to their bikes. Uh, there was, I think, four. Yeah, we had four new ones. And the other day, I think I had to fit. I don't even remember. I didn't count. It was either eight or nine. 
And one of the other spinning instructors came up to me and confided that um, that makes you feel sometimes like you're all in a rush and now you're cheating the rest of the class out of their ride. And I said, just tell them to start pedaling. It's not as big of a deal as we think. They're just sort of getting their warm up in while you're fitting them to the bike. Just really got to watch out for people who want to just sit on the bike and like not pedal because I'm not pedaling. <laughs> like, hey, you're fit to your bike. Move it. <laughs> Don't be lazy. Um, and there's a lot of self-accountability, right? That's another great thing about spinning is you're accountable for your own ride. No coach is ever going to come up to you and say, okay, I'm turning your knob. You're not uh, with enough tension. Anyways, um, very helpful for your heart rate and heart health is still, despite the um, mania, uh, all the mania everywhere, despite all that mania, heart health is still the number one concern in a, uh, it's a life or death situation. I mean, like, Heart disease is still the number one killer in America because we just don't take it seriously enough. We, um, as a nation, we are dehydrated. We're a little overly lazy. Um, we want to always find inventions and ways to make things easier on ourselves, like constantly easier. People will even try to find the very, very closest place to park so that they don't have to walk too far to the gym. And I mean, even in really nice weather. <laughs> I've even seen very healthy individuals using the elevator. And the elevator at the gym is really supposed to be for like, if you're an employee with a cart or something of that nature. <laughs> like it's not really meant to be um, just for being lazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? So... As a nation, we just need to um, remind ourselves that the number one killer is not taking care of our heart health. And spinning, I've told them all a million times, spinning is so good for your heart and your heart is a muscle too. So that's why I'm talking about spinning so much. I mean, I love yoga the most. And the reason that I don't talk about spinning a lot is it's really challenging for me. Like, um, when I first, I felt like a fish out of water. Like when I first did my first training, I was the only person in the room except for maybe one or two other people. Everyone else had either done cycling with another brand or they had, you know, they had a bike and they did long rides or they were very familiar with um, like another brand of cycling as far as coaching it. So I felt like I was kind of like the odd, oddball, or as they say, odd man out. When I was at my first training, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm the least experienced rider. I felt like, and I was really worried. And I let the, um, I let my confidence get shot because I think some other people were pretty much, I'll just say it. They were pretty pissed that the gym paid for my training. And they said that they drew names out of a hat because several people wanted it. I wasn't there for the hat drawing. I didn't expect it. Uh, I think that was 2015. And in fact, 
they gave me a lot of classes. They gave me too many, and she actually, the boss was double booking me, and I had to end up giving away one of my pound fit classes. And then more and more, I saw the, the pound classes started to drop off my schedule and to the point where they were just giving them to so many other. At this time, pound was really pushing. Pound was really, really pushing for they wanted more instructors, more certifications for instructors because that's more money in their pocket. You got to buy the ripsticks and everything else. So I went from being one of few to just one of many. And there were just so many teachers and I felt like, and this, my confidence got shot because people were coming up and saying like, my coworkers even were like, oh, so-and-so said you didn't say welcome at the beginning of class. And I was letting that get inside my head when I shouldn't have. And man, I've come so far like as an instructor because it helps me to look back on like what helps and what doesn't help. And if you're doing any kind of teaching, any kind of leadership, any kind of coaching, and this doesn't just apply to fitness, if you're doing any type of leadership position, whether if you're the boss or a parent, confidence is the key like self-fulfilling prophecies are so real and right now it's really hard for a lot of us to be confident because a lot of us are really hard on ourselves and with everything that everybody's had going on there's been too much like everybody's overwhelmed I don't think it's just one or two people it's like everybody's overwhelmed and then we'll eat our feelings as they say (laughs) Like, when we're kids, it's like, oh, you've had a bad day. we got to get you some ice cream. Like, we'll eat our feelings as in reward yourself for that putting up with a bad day with some junk food. And now we're trying to out-exercise this unhealthy diet. So it's just like we're running in place. Like, we want to make progress. You've got to cleanse your body from the inside out. you got to make sure you get plenty of vitamin C also and so at the very end of class I was like we're all gonna get high pre high protein breakfast I started saying that high protein breakfast right high protein lunch we're gonna all drink lots of water today um like I start trying to pump them up about their day like we're gonna have the best day ever because we've started off our day in such a great way and and out of all those times that I've coached spinning there that was the only time I forgot to wear my clip-on shoes and I freaking love the shoes that clip onto the bike um it was really weird that I just I didn't even think of it (laughs) the pedals didn't bother my feet like that's the reason I have clip-on shoes is um if you do a lot of standing climbs and if you don't do spinning you don't know what I mean but like when you come up on the pedals and you do the really intense coming up on the pedals and staying up If you have on soft sneakers, like the soles of your shoes are soft, that can eventually start to like hurt your foot, um, which is why I invested so much in those shoes. And at some point I just was like, hey, I forgot my, and then I was just like, oh, well, that happened. I forgot my shoes. I really didn't even think twice about it. Um, So... To summarize, I've been talking for 19 minutes about how I had a great spinning class, even though I had almost no sleep. And I pretty much did that on an empty stomach, even though I don't encourage anyone else to do that. I take a certain kind of medication where I'm not supposed to, um, I'm not supposed to eat 
I'm supposed to take my medication on an empty stomach and then let it digest. Speaking of medication, uh, I thought I lost some. I even texted my boss like, will you check the spinning closet? Like this was last week on Friday last week. And I could not find some medication. And then I became like super paranoid. I was so certain that someone, and I've never had anything happen at the gym ever. I feel really safe there. But I've had so many instances in my life where someone has either gone through my stuff or broke into my car, broke into my house. I don't know how. I just, I can't seem to trust. And all of a sudden, when I couldn't find this medicine in my bag, my boss said it wasn't in the closet. I really convinced myself that someone went into, because there's another access point in that closet. I convinced myself someone went into that closet and got my medication. (laughs) Now, the only person that I told that I was looking for it was my boss. But then I was just like, oh, well, 90% of the time, like, just like the water thing, which that's another episode. It's like, well, I think something's stolen. It turns up like it's usually not stolen. Well, it turned out my kitten probably found it on a surface and had knocked it under my couch. So that's where that was. Um, No one got into my bag. (laughs) I've just had so many bad experiences with um, feeling like people will go just through my stuff if they get the chance. That I was like, what happened to my medicine? How could I have lost it? I was thinking to myself, like, I've been so careful not to lose um, medicine. Like, how could it just be gone? And it turned out the kitten, (laughs) who's almost six months, probably just found it on the surface and just knocked it under the couch. And the only reason I found it was because he knocked his toy right under there. And I was like, oh, your ball. Let me get your little toy. And then I use my back scratcher and boom, there's my medicine. Craziness, and you know, I was, I was sort of laughing at myself. Like, there I go trying to um, think negatively again. So I kind of catch myself and watch myself and make sure I don't start thinking negative and fall back into my old ways, like my old patterns, old habits of thinking bad thoughts or not trusting. See, that's what I did my yoga therapy for was finding out. How can I find ways where trust is available to me? And part of that is to trust divine creator, trusting divine energy, or if you want to call it universal energy, if you want to call it, if you need to call it God, whatever you want to call it, just trusting in your divine and believing that there is always going to be an eternal source of energy there for you. All right, so now we're in September. I've already coached, um, let's see, I had three classes yesterday, and I've already got three more classes today. By the time September ends, I will have almost 70 classes, because I'm picking up for a woman who's on maternity leave at Jacksonville Community Center. And at the same time, I'm starting (laughs) next week with a yoga beginner series and this is going to be six sessions for people who want to dive in and to a private, it's like a plus class, which means they pay extra for this class. Um, I'm going to have extra six classes where I've already broken this down. I'm going to go into something different each time. And these aren't online, so 
I hate to break the news to you if you wanted to do this online, but this curriculum right now is only going to be available in person at Jacksonville State University. And I've already started writing out the curriculum. I'm going to read it right now. Let's go. We're going to start September the 7th, session one. I'm going to go over sun salutations, forward folds, and letting go. So I'm going to break down sun salutation poses, and I'm going to show how you can use props and use them as tools. I'm going to show modifications. I'm going to show progressions. I'm going to show different types of forward folds, and I'm going to focus on how to let go without the you know, without the toxic positivity of just smile, you know, that's like, that's toxic positivity. Like it's really hard to let go of some things we need to let go of. So I'm going to do a whole hour on how to make your sun salutation successful. Everything from the mountain, the forward fold, the half lift, chaturanga, up dog, down dog. And, you know, I'm going to also show variation of child's pose to to begin session two grounding breath seated poses and courage so i'm going to do several types of breathing exercises we will start with sun salutations after we get our breath work started i'll probably start with like alternate nostril breathing exercises sun salutations and then We'll go through seated poses and I'll talk about courage all throughout the class. We'll come back to it at the end. Session three, hip openers and release. Session four, standing poses, balance and supporting your path. Session five will be back bends, inversions, and self-love. And I put that together for a reason because when you're in a back bend, uh, like say camel pose or bow pose, you're opening your heart. So... I put, I put all this together with a theme for a reason. And then the sixth session will be September 23rd, and we'll review, do sequencing and breath work. Um, these are just standard classes. It's not like I'm getting like some kind of percentage or anything for however, ever how many people sign up. In fact, I don't even know how, like I don't see where they sign up except for member service desk. I don't know how they sign in and do it. I guess through their JSU app. I don't even know. Like I looked, I looked where I signed up for spinning and I don't even see how they sign up. Um, so I don't know what the cap limit is. I know there's like some kind of a cap off limit. Only a certain number of people can come. And the reason this is beneficial is all throughout the semester, I can give a lot of information. And then like a lot of new people might come in and then I may take things down a notch. Like if half the class is brand new, well, then they haven't got the information that I've been given all semester to the rest of the class. So in this case, we can review at the end and all throughout these six sessions, uh, we can kind of build our knowledge instead of just like a random asana practice. I can actually have themes. And I'm thinking about doing handouts. I don't know if that's a little excessive. I think what I might do is I might create like Google Docs, like a Google Docs for it. So that way they can access information from the class um, and print it out if they want to, because it seems like a waste of paper um, 
these, these kids are all analog. Um, I mean, these, these kids are not analog. I'm all analog. I'm the one with all the paper notes. They're the ones that's got everything in their phone. So I don't see any reason to kill a bunch of trees other than the notes that I'm taking down for what I'm going to do in class. And I've already written out my whole entire first class in such a way that I'm really hopeful we can squeeze it all in between five and six because we have to really wrap it up on time. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I've got is, uh, talking about the yoga, the spinning. I'm also coaching Synergy F45 TRX, um, which is the suspension trainer class. Um, the Synergy class is a, another hit class like F45, except it's based around one big giant machine, um, I really enjoy doing a variety of classes, and I'm also coaching a jumping class, like Jump It's called Jump It, but it's just a trampoline class on Mondays. Um, The numbers are up and down. I feel like spinning numbers are always going to be up because spinning is such a good brand. These bikes are so good, like, you don't have to even advertise spinning. It sells itself. Um, You condition your whole entire leg your legs, just one thing, one sitting. (laughs) I can't even say how amazing that is. All right, so I'm going to go inside now. I've been sitting in my car in my driveway. I'm going to make some coffee and prepare for my uh, 1215 Synergy today. And um, tonight we've got Stay Strong Yoga at 7 p.m. and the TRX is at 8 p.m., I'm saying all this now, but I'm going to have to check my schedule again and make sure when I go inside because having 70 classes a month is crazy. That's crazy schedule, right? Because starting December the 8th, I'm pretty much unemployed. I'm not unemployed. I shouldn't say that. I'm going to be without work very soon. So I thought I was going to have some really great news. I said that a few episodes ago, like, oh, I've got some really great news. Well, I had this interview that went so well, and then he said all he was waiting on was the background check. Now, there is no flipping way I failed the background check. So, if I did, someone's stolen my identity, because there is absolutely nothing that would stop me from getting this job. I don't even want to speculate why that they've reposted this job. Um, because I've worked so hard to get where I'm at. And it's also one of those things where it's like, oh, I told myself I wasn't going to go back to a big box, but it almost seems like there's, is it scripted? Like I don't do interviews anymore. Like, is it scripted? Like no matter how the interview goes, this is what you tell them at the end. Insert motivational speech. (laughs) Is that how it goes now? I don't, I don't even know. Um, am I out of the loop? <laughs> I mean, everything else was off of a script. So maybe the ending of this interview was off of a script. Because all the questions were definitely questions from a script. And it seemed like at first that everything was great. Everything was fine. But that interview was in July. Now here we are in September. And I was getting so excited once again. 
another yoga thing is I'm not supposed to hold on to expectations, you know, like trying to think in my head the way things could be or planning the future because you don't even know if you're going to get tomorrow. First of all, you should just enjoy your day for what it is like today's Thursday. Just that's what it is. Today's Thursday. It's not this. It's not that. It's not good. It's not bad. It's the day. For me to have some kind of built-up outcome in my head about what could happen, that's silly. On the other hand, if it calms you, it's good to think, like, where will I be in one year from today? Like, I feel like there is a bigger, this is me being, like, all philosophical or spiritual. I feel like there's a big shift happening for me because I don't know where I'm going but I feel like everything is shifting into a different direction. Um, I feel like things are changing. Like I'm starting to really set boundaries and I cannot even, if I could just put up billboards everywhere for women of America, especially not just for women, but especially women because women don't set enough boundaries. Women and men both, especially take care of yourself, set boundaries. It's okay to say no. Um, it's okay that other people may not understand and respect your time. And also, if someone is in a bad place for their leadership, you can only be responsible for your energy. You can't be responsible for everyone else's energy. So like if someone's being a bad leader, that's not on you. That's their stuff. So don't let it bring you into a place where you're so stressed out that it's affecting your health because stress can affect your stomach it affects your nervous system it can affect it can make your hair fall out stress can make you um, have a rest and heart rate that's too high like tachycardia stress can do so much damage to your body like your organs your vitals um, this is another thing that tina talks about is how Stress affects us on a molecular and cellular level. And when you start to love yourself, like the very first, if you just listened, I went over the eight limbs of yoga. And if you listened, the very, very, very first thing, ahimsa, that doesn't just mean nonviolence to other people. It means no violent thoughts against yourself. Don't talk down to yourself because... When you start changing the way you talk to yourself, you're going to see like this major big shift. And um, I've basically maybe gone overboard, but I've stopped censoring myself. And I might need to, <laughs> I might need to dial it back a bit because my throat chakra is very open. I'm still working on opening my heart chakra. <laughs> but somebody came in looking for a step stool. And actually what he said was, can I use this plyometric box? And I was like, yeah, you totally can. Because he wanted to climb up on something outside of the room. And I said, do you want a stepladder? And he's like, do you know where one is? And I just admittedly was like, yeah, I hide it in here. Because people will sit on it to text in the closet to hide from work. And scares the shit out of me when I go. <laughs> like when I go in for cleaner. <laughs> I just leave it in here. Because I need the stepladder too, too, right? And then when they leave it in there, they're either A, sitting on it to hide or B, 
putting it wherever it doesn't belong, and then no one can find it. So, for everyone's benefit, because those TVs have to be unplugged and plugged back in, which I'm very short, for some reason, I'm always having to climb up there on plyometric boxes, and that hurts my knees to climb up on them like they're a ladder. So I was like, yeah, there's a ladder in here, like a little small step ladder. And then the supervisor came up and she was like, not my supervisor, but the floor supervisor said, we're looking for another step ladder. Do you have another one in here? I was like, feel free to look. But I noticed they haven't brought my ladder back. So I guess I'm not allowed to keep it in that closet in the studio where we kind of need it. So you know what that means, guys and gals. I'm going to go in to get some cleaner probably tomorrow and somebody's going to be in that closet and it's going to scare the shit out of me (laughs) because they're in there like sitting there on their phone like in the corner in the darkness (laughs) going ah so I'm just trying to expect it I'm just trying to I should just expect it like just people are going to be hiding on their phones just I don't know why why the closet get creative (laughs) That's not a creative place to hide from your work. <laughs> get cre- get a little more creative than that. Like, I don't know. Outside? There's tons of places outside. You just, I don't know. I guess there's cameras on the outside. We had some um, safety drills where we did an active shooter drill. And basically, I was in the studio and they told us to simulate teaching which means we weren't teaching. We just were sitting in the room with the music on really loud, waiting for someone to come and let us know there was a shooter. But um, in this simulation, we, like, the people in that room with me, we died, I guess, because no one came in with the, the, like, the simulating of the shooter. They didn't come around and, like, go bang, bang, like, you would be the victim. It was just, like, everybody out, but they just left us in there because they just did And so when I brought that up, they were like, oh, well, someone could maybe get on the intercom. Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to get on the intercom and say, there's an active shooter. Oh, it was just, that was a long, long, long day. Um, I had to even give it a review. I gave it a good review because they gave new perspectives. Um, They really made me think about it. Um, One of the things that I didn't think about is... If there was a fire, like, everybody's got headphones in up to the maximum level. So this is going to be interesting if there's an actual reason that we have to get everyone's attention. Because everybody could be screaming and half of those people working out, if they're not really paying attention, they might not even hear any of that. Because everybody's got these little tiny earbuds in. Oh my gosh. It's just, when you think about that. It is such a nightmare, and I probably needed to go through these drills and these inspections, and one of the things we practiced was um, a weather drill. We practiced the fire drill. We practiced minor injury. We practiced major injury. Um, Like I said, the active shooter drill, I'm glad we only did it once. Um, The girl on my team didn't want me to say anything. I think she was afraid that we'd have to do it again, but I knew that we wouldn't because we were on a set time schedule, but yeah, they left us in the upstairs studio uh, without alerting. So the only way is if we would have, like, if it was real, we would have hopefully heard screaming over the music. But when he fired off 
he fired off blanks without music on from a distance and you could barely like you could barely even hear that and if you watch and he had us watch this the worst shooting in history in Vegas if you watch the video footage multiple people were saying things like there's no way that's gunshots oh that's just fireworks like that's just firecrackers that's just fireworks there's no way that's gunshots so the biggest deal is making sure that they trained us to take it seriously and not just be like oh it's just fireworks and like continue along and not take it seriously Um, and it's really sad that we have to be prepared for something like that so now we are prepared because now we've gone through and failed forward with the drill and we know all of the things that we did wrong and we know all of the things that can happen and all of the things to be prepared for like getting people's attention uh, where the zones were they went we have all kinds of places in the gym they've broken down into zones because that place is freaking huge um we talked about exits and things like that it was just like I said, that was a long, long Sunday. <laughs> Everyone that worked there was, it was mandatory. We all had to be there. Um, but with what all is happening in the world, and it's almost always, um, not to sound discriminatory, okay, it's almost always a male shooter. Um, and it's almost always where there's a lot of people. Like, they'll go where there's a lot of people. And, um, yeah, that's, it's good to know that we're prepared, like, as a team, and we worked through all the things that we could have happen. Um, it's, it sort of stresses me out to think about that, because I started thinking about not just the fact that we could, but I started thinking about who's already been through this, um, because it's so real. Like, the threat, the possibility, it's so real, and it's it's tragedy that the world has turned into a place where we have to really brace ourselves, you know, and mentally prepare ourselves for that sort of thing. To be able to take action and um, do the smart things that we have to do. Well, I hope I didn't end this on too much of a bummer note. Um, like I said, I've got three more classes today, so... I don't know what I'm going to do this weekend. We've got three-day weekend coming up for Labor Day. Um, I know that I am going to do some things around my house. But as far as um, my business goes, I've decided to, at the end of the year, I've decided to totally let the business go for a year, um, at least. I don't know. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do next year. I'm not saying that I'm quitting coaching. I'm just saying that... Being a small business in America, you're just financially punished. You get taxed and fees and you got the professional fees, the licenses, the insurances. I mean, I still need to renew my insurance. Right now, I don't have the money to get through the labs because I was out of work for two weeks. But it's just a constant, constant investment. And without the added business licenses, I won't have to wait to budget in the CEUs continuing education credits as much and I might even as much as I went on about spinning I might even just like have to meditate on that because spinning the education credits for spinning is so expensive and it's a really there's a fierce competition for that like 
if someone offers me, a, and this happens, somebody offers you a class, you have to take it like right then. Even if they tell you that you're going to have time to think about that, they're not going to give you time. Um, I've learned that that's a lie. <laughs> See, there I go, holding on. I got to let go. Um, I've been listening to the Mindful Psychology podcast, and she talks a little bit about letting go as well. Really good stuff. Really good stuff there. Um, well, move into your day as we move forward. Um, mentally prepare yourself for things. Um, make sure that you're getting lots of vitamin C. Make sure that you're drinking plenty of water. And don't try to out-exercise an unhealthy diet. Make sure you're getting lots of fresh fruits and veggies. And also, make sure if you're not working out or eating right, don't judge yourself too harshly. Like, don't mentally get on your own case. Like, don't judge yourself for it. Don't be hard on yourself all the time. We do that enough. Like, we give ourselves enough shit. You give yourself enough of a hard time. So, try to be kind to yourself today and whatever you're doing, wherever you're at. I will be back. I cannot wait to do this beginner yoga series, which starts, like I said, next week. And the Jacksonville Community classes start September 20th, unless she has the baby early. Um, and then I get to tell you all about that. And I'm going to try to get a chair yoga going soon. I've also applied for a job at the YMCA. Um, now, they weren't hiring for a yoga instructor, but I applied for that anyway. Because I've invested way too much to give up right now. Like I said, I don't know where I'll be in a year. Who knows? All right. Thank you. Be happy. Be healed. Be inspired. Be creative. And be free. Namaste, my friends.